your spot, put it in park. Here we go. It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What is going on, everybody? Deaver here alongside my co-host, Bush. What's going on, everybody? Bush here. Episode 29, Rocking and Rolling. Uh, Producer Jimbo will be joining us here in studio in a second. He had to get a quick pump on at the gym. I don't know if you see my text. I always say Jim at the gym, and I I spell them opposite. Like I I spell Jim's name (laughs) G-Y-M. Always. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you not do that. I think I've also seen you say Jim at the gym spelled both the same too like either <laughs> I just one don't let auto I don't, auto correcting do it at once uh yeah. so here's the empty seat right next to me waiting for him to get home but uh yo podcast 29 we're heading into week three now of the xfl mm-hmm. yes we are xfl is popping off brother uh you know we have a lot of local teams in the area dc defenders and the new york guardians so you know, it's kind of like split this New Jersey area, Southern New Jersey. You know, I got a lot of fans and family who are uh, fans and friends who are in uh, DC's area and rooting for DC. And then you got a lot of, you know, some of the Southern New Jersey, all of Northern New Jersey is kind of going that New York, New York side of things. However, you, my friend, I'm 20 York- minutes away from the worst team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said it, not me. What's 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 20? Just flipped it. What's 20 backwards? Oh and two. Oh and two. That's exactly what the Tampa Bay Vipers are. Uh, yeah, man. XFL's been, dude, honestly, pretty cool to still have Saturday and Sunday football, right? They almost fit right into the mold as soon as NCAA and and, uh, and NFL football ends. They have Saturday and Sunday, two games. Almost, you know, you'd like to probably see one more in the primetime hour, but in this year one, like a two and a five or a two and a six o'clock game gets your afternoon, just kicked off. And uh, it's been it's been a pleasant surprise. Let's say that. It has been, man. These rule changes and these little rule skews have just been amazing. Yeah. Like the one thing that the one thing that I can say about the league is I think that the broadcast, the presentation has been phenomenal. I think the presentation has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching a game this weekend with Steve Levy in the booth, um, who's Steve's great. Um, but between Fox and ESPN, I think they've done a pretty good job of uh, the present. It feels like a professional style presentation, where I feel like CBS and the AAF. Or, you know, the arena league, you couldn't really find that on TV other than in the local markets. Like these other small football leagues, out of all of them, I think the XFLs really pumped the money into um, into that presentation. Um, and I feel like it's like a, a horse and carriage thing. Like they had this pump out the money for this souped up broadcast. And hopefully they reap the benefits later because uh, I know it's not cheap to, to do this week in and week out. I mean, they have this from big names calling games. Yeah, we saw Greg Olson on there. We saw a couple other big names. And these those presentations go a long way because the more legit you look, the more people are going to follow. And the more enticing it is to watch. The more enticing it is to watch. Like think about like a like a high school sports stream or like a small college stream. Dude, they're they're almost painful to watch sometimes just because you know it's not their fault, but it's some kid with you know the the Camry rented from ComTech sitting on a tripod up up top. Like some of these leagues have presentations like that, and it's not enticing to watch. But when you have these cut-ins, you have uh, players, coaches, mic'd up after touchdowns, after interceptions. They had McGloin on there. Did you see McGloin go off this week? Yes, I week did. Week two, it was uh, Guardians versus Defenders, and the Defenders, one, looked scary, but two, McGloin threw an INT, uh, what, late in the first half? He gets interviewed on the sidelines right after and, and just blasts off. Like, literally threw a pick, 
Seconds later, takes his helmet off, sits down, reporter next to him, questioning. What did, what did he say? He was like... Yeah, he, you know, at first he like started off the interview. Can't, I couldn't tell you verbatim what he said, but he starts off the interview like a little aggressive and then realizes like, oh, yo, like I should probably take this easy here. And then he's like, I just got to be better and I'll figure it out. And then, dude, going into half is yes. when he rips a... So he's going into halftime, hasn't scored a point yet, it's, you know, many turnovers, um, you know, not all entirely his fault. We'll get into that in a minute, but... Um, he goes, yeah, we need to switch up the entire offensive game plan. He's like, Dude, I don't know what the coaches are doing here. I don't know what schemes they're putting out there. Like, basically calls out his head coach before yeah. they went at halftime. Yeah. Mind you, his head coach won two Super Bowls on the offensive staff of the New York Giants. This guy does know what he's doing, man. Maybe McGloin just might not be the right fit for his system. However, I mean, you got to look at his accolades, bro. Yeah. I um, and, and obviously, they all are here because of I guess there are pitfalls in in the big league, but uh, for McGloin to kind of pump his chest out like that, it's like, dude, you you're in the XFL for a reason. Like you're a 40 year old journeyman in the XFL for a reason, buddy. Like tone it down and like find your place. You're obviously also not doing much on the field right now in this league. So right, right, yeah, D's. So I, you know, I, well, I guess we can get into McGloin like in a little while, but like I want to talk about the XFL personnel um, in the sense of players and just kind of get into what the XFL needs from the NFL. Cause it, it's, it's gotta come from the NFL cause that's where all the viewership is. What do they need from player wise from the NFL to really gain that momentum in the XFL? I think they're doing a good job so far, man. I think they're keying in on, on these, you know, players that played in the big league before there's a ton of Steelers, which, you know, I, I'm more familiar with those lower end Steeler players, but like Landry Jones, Eli Rogers, um, there's a couple guys on the defensive side of ball. Eli Rogers is one of the best receivers in the XFL um cardell jones um obviously you know with his uh he got drafted by what the redskins um no 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 uh, the bills the bills right cardell jones gets drafted by the bills sounds right yo sounds jim right. jim can you, yeah, can you look, that yeah, jim, look that up when you get back from the gym jim <laughs> Anyway, these big key names, they're, they're able to pull in. I don't know if they need more of them, but I think they're doing a decent enough job highlighting these stars that people kind of know, right? We know Matt McGloin's name. We know Landry Jones's name. We know... Um, Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones, right? Eli Rogers. Uh, and they're making these other names more known. Like, uh, who's the guy from uh, Hammond's team? The uh, the Roughnecks. Yeah. Uh, this is, it's... Uh, Paul... Paul uh, no, it's not DJ, Paul Walker. No, it's, it's DJ not, Walker. DJ Walker. DJ Walker, yeah. He, is he is he the Lamar Jackson of the league? I saw a sidearm, like a little sidearm sneak throw the other day. Yeah, the XFL better keep a tight rope on him, man, because he 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 might get a little bid as a backup in the NFL or something. Which I think they're going to struggle with. That you're talking just overall personnel. I think they're going to struggle with players going one way or the other. I mean, yeah, we'll call it spade a spade here. It is football, even though there's other rules and and nuances. Like it is football. So if some of these guys, I don't know about the quarterback ranks, but. Other players, I can see where they move up the one way, but the XFL is a perfect place for stars to fall back to, you know? Absolutely. So I guess my next question here is, who are your top three candidates that are currently in the NFL that you expect to see in the XFL in the next in the next few years? That are currently playing in the NFL? Yeah. Well, here's one thought, too. Are college kids going to start going to the XFL? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, the draft's in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. What, What is the protocol there? Like, if they go undrafted, 
will these kids try to be an undrafted rookie in the NFL, try to make camp, try to make a team for a couple spots around the league, or will they go right into making money in the XFL? And will the XFL be like, hey, thanks guys for your four weeks of service. Um, we're signing on, you know, we're getting, we're cutting you and bringing on yeah. whatever college kid. Yeah. I mean, dude, they are literally, there's going to be so many right for the taking guys that they're just going to, oh, wait, you're telling me I can go get a full salary like right now? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go do that, get good in the XFL, and then the NFL team is going to pick me up. Like, is that the mentality? Is that the mentality? I, I don't know. I don't know what the protocol is. But anyway, so three three names right now in the NFL that I'd like to see in the XFL in the next couple of years. Uh, you're oh, good, that we think we're going to see in the XFL in the next couple of years. We think we're going to see. Off the top of my head, um, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> no, big names. I mean, I think that like that third-tier quarterback, I think it's perfect for him. Like, Paxton Lynch right now. He's on the Steelers, right? He was a first-round draft pick. He played some time with the Broncos. I mean, I can't say he's any good, but like he's a name that the XFL would probably be attracted to to bring to their league. He, he, he didn't play – the Steelers played, what, they had five quarterbacks on the roster this year. They played three of them, I'm pretty sure. Um, and uh, he, he never sniffed a field. I don't even know if he was suited up for games. So that that's a name that's like, you know, probably could could stoop down. Um Steves, think of all the backup QBs in the NFL right now. Like they could just run I feel like I feel like they could just run the XFL right now. Dude, um Nate Sudfeld, Paxton Lynch, like you just said. Um Where's Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor. He's with the Chargers. He might take the starting role of the Chargers. But dude, like See, that's the problem. The NFL is just an absolute juggernaut, and they have so much money that they could pay their backup QBs a few million right. a year. And the, and the XFL is looking at a max contract of like a quarter of a million a year. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough. But, dude, I, wish, I want these guys, for the love of football, right, to take that leap and go down and take a hit and give us an, a nice product. Some of those running backs, right, like uh, Darnell Pumphrey's in the league. He was with the Eagles for a bit. So probably some of those running backs that we'll see. I can't think of any, like, major names. I don't think we'll see a fall of like a Johnny Manziel type going to the XFL. I don't know. He did it with the CFL, so so maybe. Uh, I don't think Baker's one of those guys. You have nah, any? Anybody off the top of your head? I don't think Baker's one of those guys. You know who's a big loss to the XFL that was a big name um, just because of Hard Knocks was uh, Antonio Callaway. Um, yeah, that's a tough loss for the XFL because he definitely would have you know he would have sold tickets by himself. You know, just that name. My last thought for this um, is, is just an interesting way, you know, watching how these teams drafted. Um, now that we've seen two weeks so far, obviously, if you guys got a chance to check out our XFL draft podcast, we all picked our own teams. Jim and I being here in the Tampa market, we picked, obviously, the Vipers as our team. But if you look at the Vipers roster, ton of local products. And I think that is one of the reasons that they're suffering. I think that the, the Vipers gambled on attracting local fans because of local talent. Um, they were they were going off of you know names right that people in this area would know. They have a ton of University of Florida guys, FSU guys, U- USF, UCF, like all local Miami, you know, all like homebred Floridian football players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they gambled on that to get people more attracted to you to the games when really they just want to see good football. And obviously, these guys aren't playing good football. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, these, I think it's a perfect time now. Let's throw it to one of my good friends from the University of Delaware. Kevin Kern came on to talk about the DC Defenders. He was actually at the home opener at, at uh, what is that, Audi Field in Washington, DC. Yep. So, uh, listeners, enjoy this one. He's got some uh, epic stories. And uh, yeah, let's, let's get it going here. All right, everybody. So I'd like to welcome on a good friend of mine, a fellow Delaware Blue Hen graduate, Kevin Kern, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, brother? How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. A uh, big time fan of the show. Absolutely, man. You've been one of the first followers. You know, we're starting to get those guys that uh, started following us when we were like in infancy and now we're mm-hmm. getting them on the pod. Love mm-hmm. it. That's right. Glad to be here. Yeah, dude. First off, we got to talk about your hat. Uh, look okay. at that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know what? This one, um, I looked at it online before going to the game. I was at the Defenders game this past Saturday. Absolutely nuts. And I was like, man, that's kind of an ugly hat, you know? <laughs> I, I don't really love the design of it. Da, 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 da. And then next thing you know, I'm at the game. Merch is flying off the shelves. Like, there was barely anything left. And I'm looking at this hat. This hat's looking at me. There's one left in, like, the center display. There's nothing else there but this hat. And I'm like, this is the one. Put it on. Fits perfectly. Beautiful. Go Defenders. That's sick, dude. So it's actually funny. If uh, if Deaver was in on this call with us right now, mm. that is the style of hat that me and him absolutely love. Um, that, like, baseball brim where it yep, kind of comes yep. over a little bit. A little fat. It's got, like, the white stripe right there. Yeah, man. That's sick. So... Uh, dude, that's epic. So what, uh, so DC defenders, man, XFL, what was that game like? Uh, man, it was absolutely bonkers. So, uh, first off we were in the standing room only section. So (laughs) yeah, so the game that DC defenders, they play at Audi field, which is where DC United plays. Mm -hmm. Um, the standing room only sections for like the, the crazy soccer fans that are jumping all over the place, doing the majority of the drinking, you know? Mm -hmm. So one, they're the cheapest tickets available Two. It's the easily most easily acceptable to booze. So everybody around me was getting hammed, having a great time. <laughs> um, and the great thing about the atmosphere, no one's actually like a passionate fan of the XFL yet. Right. And barely anybody even knows the rules. So anytime anything remotely good happens, everyone's hooting and hollering like like <laughs> like their team just won the Super Bowl. And anytime anything negative happens, they're booing to all hell. So the, the <laughs> Seattle Dragons were introduced. Boo, 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 boo. They suck. That guy sucks. Right. And then when our team when we uh we missed our first field goal, our field goal kicker missed like a 30, 35 yarder or something. We booed yeah. him off the field. No, no like <laughs> boot them off the field, and then that, that kind of sounds like Philly, bro. Booing, <laughs> booing their own team off the field. It was. I mean, hey, DC fans, we're we're waiting to see a freaking football product that's worth cheering for. So, um, no, it was it was absolutely electric. Um, everybody around me was was pretty sauced up. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's just an awesome atmosphere, and and being in a soccer stadium too. Um, you feel real close to the action. Like, I don't feel like there's a bad seat in the house. Um, mm-hmm. So the players are feeding off the fans. The fans are feeding off the players. Um, I'll be interested to see what, what kind of atmosphere is, is like at like MetLife for the Guardians, where, where the, kind of a bigger bowl that it's not going to be as full, whereas Audi right. Field was kind of just a smaller, uh, close-knit uh, game. But, man, the product was good. The f- football product was good. Um Defenders obviously crushed it. They had a, they had a hell of a defense. They had like three or four turnovers, a blocked punt. Uh, yeah, man, that was sick. I watched that game. Like I, I sat down and I said, I'm gonna watch the first ever XFL game uh-huh. to a T. Really soak this one in, dude. I sat down on the couch by myself and just tuned in as hard as I could. The defenders, man, 
They're kind of a scary team, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. the, the defenders, the roughnecks, and my guardians are pretty scary. I think they're going to be the three top tier teams. Yeah, you know, I uh, I followed the defenders on Twitter after the game. I d- declared my fandom right then and there. And apparently we got a little rivalry between the defenders and the guardians here. Apparently it's rivalry week. I don't know how that started. Maybe it's just geographical location. But uh, <laughs> these two teams, they're going at each other on Twitter. It's great sending like office memes at each other here and there. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. And, you know, it's funny, too, because obviously if you're a fan of the XFL, you kind of you know, you like that edgy stuff. I feel like, you know, it's, it's, you know, new modern. And when Twitter accounts, especially official Twitter accounts go after each other, dude, that is so funny. Like it's epic. I love that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man. And plus they're the two teams in the Northeast. They got it. They got to have something, you know, there's no Philly. There's no Baltimore. Like it, it, and there's no new England. Right. So, I mean, it is literally just those two. Um, So that is pretty sick. Actually, uh, I've recently just purchased season tickets to the uh, New York oh, Guardians. Yeah. So yeah. um, I will be at the New York uh, side of the DC Defenders New York Guardians game. You'll be in the DC side of that. So it's pretty that's sick, right. man. Yeah, that's good stuff. We're used to being rivals anyway. So <laughs> yes, Nothing we are. New. Yeah, we'll get into NFL Eagles uh, Redskins talk in a minute here. But actually, one thing I wanted to you know run by you, something you brought up is a really good point. The fact that the Defenders play at the soccer stadium at Audi mm-hmm. field. I wonder why the guardians, I wonder if they tried to get into Red Bull arena in New York. Yeah. I mean, in New Jersey. Yeah. I, I imagine there's, there's some sort of uh holdup based on scheduling one and two, uh, just the fact that football tears up a field way more than a soccer stadium does. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that every single, uh, soccer stadium would allow the XFL football team to play, especially if you got back-to-back games here and there. I actually read there's some, deal that either the xfl or well actually the xfl owns all the teams so it's a deal that the xfl struck with the soccer arenas that they're playing in that they will repair resod whatever it takes all the grass um of every single uh soccer stadium they're playing in uh every week so mm-hmm. uh that, that could be a big part of it but man it, i'll tell you what it it definitely adds for a much better game experience when you're that close and personal with the with the boys down there yeah, I actually I've been to so it was PPL Park. Now I think it's Talent Energy Stadium over in okay. Chester there in, in Philly where the Union play. Mm-hmm. Dude, that like you said, there's not a bad seat in the house. So I mean football in a soccer stadium is a little weird visually, I feel like. However, I don't know. It it could be cool because you're in on the action. At the same time, it's the XFL, so it's a little weird to begin with. You're just, <laughs> just <laughs> hooting and hollering having a good time. Like like I said, they're, they're early in the game, there was one play, one of the, uh, it was coming at us, and there was kind of a receiver who caught the ball, uh, he got like one foot in bounds, got pushed out, everyone around me is like, boo, he was out, terrible call, I turn around, I'm like, you only need one foot in the XFL, everyone's like, oh, just kidding, good call, sir, good call, good call, like, it's great, no one knows what's going on, everyone's, everyone's just having a good time. You can't beat it. That's so great. I love that. So, Mm -hmm. all right, let's switch gears. Let's get into, let's get into NFL here. The, the bigger brother, the, you know, the older, bigger, stronger brother of the XFL right now. Um, you're, you're, you're a skins fan, man. Um, And, and I'm a, I'm a Patriots slash Eagles fan, more Eagles, more Eagles. However, (laughs) just a little bit on the record saying I'm a Pats fan. I've heard Uh, it. Anyway, uh, dude, what's going on with, with your skins, bro? (laughs) I wish I could tell you, man. Um, you know, going into last year, I think the previous season we were like nine, seven and nine or something like that. 
They're right around average mediocre like they typically are. And I remember we had we led the league in IR. We had the most guys injured. And I'm like, you know what? There's no way we can be any worse than what we were last year. I'm expecting at least eight and eight. And then we won, what, like two games this year? <laughs> Absolutely yeah. terrible. Three games maybe. Um, I was actually at the one, one of the games we won against the Lions. Uh, great That's game. It. But, yeah, I mean, it was fun for what it was. But at the same point, the team sucks. Um, who knows what's happening with uh, Dwayne Haskins as far as his development goes. Um, it's kind of a weird situation whenever – I mean, it, it happens for a lot of first-round quarterbacks. You get drafted into a lame coach situation because you're on a bad team and you're not necessarily going to be good your first year anyway. Um, right. So there's a lot of times where guys have to uh, adjust to a new offensive scheme or whatever it may be. That being said, I am very excited about Ron Rivera coming in. Um, it's it's We've had a lot of talent on defense, but we haven't, a lot, haven't, hadn't, haven't had a lot of production – on defense recently. So I think it's going to be great having a defensive minded head coach getting Del Rio in here, hopefully picking up Chase Young. Um, Cause you know, it all starts, it all starts with the defense. It all starts with the defensive line. If you want to break it down even further. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to say I'm optimistic, but it's pretty hard to go down from here. So yeah. I think, uh, I think things are looking up. I think things are looking up. Very true. So uh, two things from what you just had said there. One, uh, you got Del Rio and you got Rivera, both mm-hmm. defensive minds, right? That's so, right. Yep. dude, your team is finally going to be able to hopefully capitalize on all that defensive talent that you not only drafted, free agents you picked up. That's mm-hmm. sick. Second yep. thought that actually you got my mind going when you said, you know, it all starts with the defense. I completely agree with you. However, I do want to say this was the first Super Bowl where defense did not win a championship, right? Yep. Offense yep. uh, finally overpowered. It was not like it. Super Bowl Fifty, where the Broncos trumped Cam Newton and the and the high power Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was offense finally showed that they can win a championship, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, my money was on the 49ers. Uh, <laughs> I had the Niners. I was, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Everything about it, this is saying Chiefs, but defense wins championships. It happened the same thing with the Broncos, like you said. Um, but, yeah, to go back, uh, like you said, we got Del Rio, we got Rivera. Um, when Rivera or when Del Rio was coaching in uh, Carolina, who they have? Julius Peppers. And then Del Rio was the defensive coordinator in Denver. And who they have? Von Miller. Both number two overall picks in their first year with uh, Del Rio. So I'm expecting, wow. uh, I'm expecting Chase Young, and I'm expecting uh, a lot of production from him. Wow. Okay. So Chase Young's your – you got your eyes on him, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. I had my eyes on him all year. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, we actually went up to uh, Deaver and I and uh, a couple other guys went up to the Rutgers Ohio State game in New Jersey and he was suspended. We didn't get to see him play. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I know. know. Man, what's what's the point of even going to that game? Rutgers is probably one of the worst football programs in the country. Yeah, well, we went because at the time, I think Ohio State was second best team in the country. Okay, we, we went. Want and it to see was a SmackDown. Like, yeah. Oh my God. So Rutgers actually put up a fight. You believe this? Okay. Like, no, actually, I don't. <laughs> yeah. So that was nuts. Um, but dude, yeah. Uh, so for the listeners out there, Kevin and I, we uh, we were at Delaware together pretty much the same amount of time. And every time the birds played the Eagles, we would do five bucks. I mean, we were broke college kids. We didn't yeah. have jobs. You know? we did, you know? Yeah. So we'd say, all right, five bucks, five bucks. I haven't lost. I haven't yeah. lost. 
I'm going to well, continue <laughs> strong bow in my, my Eagles bet, uh, and, and seeing how that goes. But well, I, I got a little bit, uh, on my high horse. Cause there was, there was like two years there, right? I think we beat you every single time. And then yeah. we started making that bet. And then we, I don't think we beat you since. No, yeah. I, I know for a fact we haven't beat you since. So <laughs> yeah, it, man, that was, that was classic. Yeah. I remember I was like, I remember when I first took that first five, five bucks, like our, our listeners out there right now, like $5, I was <laughs> sweating over it. Like, dude, yep. am I really going to lose $5 via Venmo to Kevin right now? Like, no way. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, I haven't, I haven't lost since. So that's, yeah. uh, that's not bad. We'll keep that going. Yeah. Hats off to you. you. You've won this round, but we, we got a, we got a whole new season this year. You never know what's going to happen. For sure. So Kev, uh, I think I saw on your social media right after you were at that DC defenders game, were you at the caps game later that night? Yes, I was at the Caps game later that night. <laughs> You're an animal in D.C. So, with the tickets, bro. So, so what happened, initially I had tickets to go to the Capitals game. And then I was just like, by chance, I'm looking at, oh, what's going on in D.C. during the day? Because the game's at 7. And I'm like, shoot, the first XFL game ever. So, like, you know I had to do that. And, yeah, it was good. Um, You know, I was, I, was pretty, I was pretty beat after the Defenders game. So I kind of went back to the hotel room, ripped a couple of Jaeger bombs. <laughs> and uh, it was got right back on the horse, expecting a good, good night for the Capitals. Uh, unfortunately, your Flyers... <laughs> got the best of us. Uh, it was probably the worst game I've seen the Flyers <laughs> or the Capitals play in a very long time. But uh, you know, the, you can't beat the fan experience and being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I guess. What are they? Verizon, Verizon Arena. What is it? It was it was Verizon Center. Now it's Capital One Arena. Capital One Arena. Oh, Capital that's kind of cool. Yeah. So Cap One Capitals, it works. Yeah, that's pretty sick, dude. I, I'll tell you what, man. As a as a Pennsylvania guy, you. So I'm I'm talking like if I were you. You know, being a, a Pennsylvania guy going down there, watching the Flyers play the D.C., uh, the, the Capitals there. Um, dude, it's a little uh, little sketchy, right? A little hairy, you know? I mean, the, yeah. that rivalry's lighting up a little bit, right? It is. It is. And uh, I'll tell you what, I've that was my second Flyers-Capitals game at Cap 1. And the Flyers, more than any other team, obviously because of proximity, but they travel well. There yeah. are always tons of Flyers fans. Tons yeah. of Flyers fans at the, at the arena, so it, it wasn't very much fun this time around when uh, we're getting smacked by them. And you gotta, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna uh, go out there and uh, generalize any Philly sports fans. I'll <laughs> let the listeners do that. But uh, yeah, it wasn't very much fun. It's a lot more fun when you're on the winning side uh, in this rivalry. Oh, without a doubt. And yo, I, I so actually the intern Timmy um, is actually Daniel's cousin. Um, oh no way. He's yeah. So he's a DC guy. However, he's a Philly everything except hockey he's a big capitals fan and oh, okay. uh, so he actually he chirps us all the time he's like dude like my caps are the best my caps yep. are the best and he actually just said he's he doesn't want to see the flyers in the first round of the playoffs no i mean they're hot right now they're playing real well um it, and that's kind of the way hockey goes you can be good all season if you're bad at the wrong time if you're hot at the wrong time or at the right time or whatever it may be it, mm-hmm. it's all about it's that's it's all about that puck luck in the playoffs you know um we saw it last year. I think the top two uh, seeds in the East and West both went down last year. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's right. Yeah, like anything can happen. So uh, I, I agree. I don't. I don't want to see the Flyers, especially after what we just what we just did. Um, you know, I, I think there is something to be said too about the uh, Ovechkin chasing 700. I did feel like there were times where the guys were trying to force the puck to him a little bit instead of kind of looking at other teammates or looking at getting their own shots. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a little bit of that going on, but they're just really not very good right now. Absolutely. So, dude, I don't know, man. I, I'm hoping that we could probably catch uh, a Flyers game when you come up. If the uh, Caps play the Flyers at all, do they play again? Maybe at Wells Fargo Center? 
They might play one more time. Um, I think they play the Flyers in Philly only on like weeknights this this right. time this time nights, around. Right? Yeah, it's a lot of Wednesday night hockey going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- there might be still be one on the schedule. I'm actually uh, in a couple weeks here. I'm going up going up to Pittsburgh to catch a game against the Penguins in uh, enemy territory. First no time way. doing something like that. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So yeah, I guess that's my 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 closing piece here with you is. Uh, one, are you closer to Philly or Pittsburgh? And two, why DC? I'm why closer DC to growing I'm up closer, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, I'm closer to Philadelphia. I'm like an hour fifteen north of Philly. I'm in Allentown. Um, and why DC? My father grew up in DC up until I think the third or fourth grade. So that was right when the Redskins were great. Obviously, um, he brought that back up with him. Kept the fandom going. Uh, gave passed that down down to my brother and I. Became big Redskins fan and kind of naturally just evolved into the rest of the D.C. sports. Um, you know, the funny thing, my older brother was in the womb when the Redskins won their last Super Bowl. And it's literally been all downhill since. My father thought he was <laughs> setting us up for this great fandom. He thought he was birthing his children to be fans of the modern day Patriots. You know, they were that good. Yeah. And uh, we haven't seen any of that. So uh, wow. go Defenders. <laughs> yeah, go Defenders. Yeah. Yo, is it true they call the, the XFL championship game the million dollar game? I heard that somewhere. I don't know if that's confirmed, but I I love it. I love yeah, it. That's sick. I mean, it's so unique. That's epic. But uh, yeah. yeah. All right, Kev, man. Thank you so much for taking your time, man. I, I appreciate it. Good stuff. And dude, I want to get you back on maybe uh, towards the end of the XFL season. Hopefully it's uh, New York and DC in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I think we can totally see that. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Anytime, man. <laughs> love it, bro. All right, man. I will talk to you and, uh, and good, good talking with you, bro. All right. Thanks, man. Lasting thoughts here on the XFL. <laughs> Great interview there from uh, from Kevin. But lasting thoughts on the XFL here, man. You guys bought jerseys. You guys bought jerseys. I think it was what four or five of you bought jerseys of your favorite team. And not only did you buy jerseys, you didn't buy from XFL.com, which there's no way they're over a hundred bucks on XFL.com. You bought jerseys from what somewhere in China, from like what DHgate or one of those jersey websites. Dude, did you know the season's only eight weeks long? You're not going to get it by the time the season's over. The, the Chinese stuff takes like two months. All right. So, all right. So, one, didn't think of the time frame. Uh, two, dude, if you go on the website, jerseys are $275. And that is no joke. No joke. A youth jersey is like $150. So, naturally, we, we hit up our boys over at DHgate, no free ads, and we got it absolute deal. We uh, we went over Cole Bryson, one of our listeners, got uh, a link to some Guardian jerseys, and dude, we purchased the jerseys like right after the first week. So Matt McGloin had a nickname, Big Loins McGloin, and we were like, oh, dude, without a doubt, we're absolutely buying his jersey. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Comes out week two. Uh, you know, poops an egg, and now we're like, now I'm waiting two weeks for a jersey for a guy who's going to be riding pine the whole time. Like, he can they do? What an awful decision! What an awful yeah. decision! Kind of like you guys at the bar buying tickets to Tampa, not knowing that you had a playoff football game that weekend too. Yeah, thank God we were at that playoff football game because we won it. And actually, no, no, no. Wait, wait a minute, I don't, I don't like where this is going. Yeah, thank God you were at that playoff football game where you tore your hamstring. Yeah, tore my tore my hamstring. Uh, I'm currently sitting in a chair. Dude, Next we're gonna put this. Cane. We're gonna put this on uh, on the Instagram. This is my cane. I have. <laughs> I'm walking around with a cane, dude. I can't move without it. I literally if cannot just, move. If without you just it. had that flight booked. If you ended up coming to, to Florida, you probably have your leg still. 
Yeah, if I went to Florida, well, who knows, man? Maybe I would have tore my Achilles in the airport when I was getting patted down or something. By an alligator. Yeah, any any of these options could have happened. Trip walking into the Lightning Stadium. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it, everything happens for a reason. Um, I think, you know, I don't know, bro. It's hard to explain, but anyway, I have a grade two tear in my left Achilles. Ten- um, oh my god, I keep saying Achilles. I have a grade two tear in my left hamstring, um, out for two to three to four weeks, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I went to the gym. Actually, I just got back from the gym earlier, and it was it was okay. I stretched it out a little bit, um, did all upper body, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. I, I think I'll be all right. Feel good. I'm in good spirits. It'll be fine. You're strong. I have this. I had this leg. Player. You're a hockey player. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a professional NHL player. I'm good. <laughs> I, uh, dude, I have this wrap, right? It's like an ace bandage, but it's Velcro. It's about the, it's probably seven foot long. And I wrap that thing like really, really tight, dude. And then I, then I strap it really, 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 really tight, dude. And I basically just can't feel my leg because it's just blood. <laughs> so I'm good. Like I'm, I'm perfectly good, bro. It's like constantly iced, but you're just, it's actually just you losing feeling in your extremity. Yes, precisely. Yeah. So they're like, use ice and take a leave. And I'm like, all right, I could just, you know, put a tourniquet on my left leg, (laughs) anything. Take a leave. That's your, that's your, uh, that's your medicine of choice too. Yes, it is. Thank God. I mean, they were like, take, take an ibuprofen. Oh yeah. Uh, how about no? How about no? Uh, that's about about five leaves. Yeah, exactly. So talking about um, your hockey player, the trip you missed coming down here for, I was at the Flyers Lightning game here in Tampa last weekend on Saturday, and uh, the Lightning are on an absolute tear. They've uh, they've won 11 in a row currently at the time of this recording, and previously they won 10 in a row earlier in the season. They're one of the one of the few teams ever to win have 10 game win streaks in the same season. Uh, they're on a tear, but the Flyers looked decent. They look decent. It's it's funny. Um, the Flyers are playing really well right now as well. But from a Tampa Bay Lightning team to a Flyers team, I, I was there solo. I had tickets on center ice, 12 rows up, like perfect viewing angle. And I was able to just kind of like dissect the game for a bit. Yeah. And my two takeaways, the, the Lightning are so much bigger, but they're so much faster. Like we're so young still as a Flyers team, like with with Myers and Farabee and, um, you know, even even Sanheim, all the younger guys, even though they kind of like to throw their weight around the lightning, just have bigger and faster guys to the puck. Um, And they play with like an extra edge, man, um, that, you know, the Flyers have, but they couldn't produce i don't know so question question so obviously you know skill and all that stuff come with age uh, i get that but the two things you mentioned speed and size does size come with age as well or i know speed I, might but the size i think size comes with age too i mean look at you in college yeah yeah you're right dude. you're right oh <laughs> no, my but, god no but dude. seriously like i think i think they'll put some lbs on like they'll be hit the weight room a little harder they'll be eating more i think these their off-season training regiments are are you know ridiculous and uh you know guys grow till they're what 22 three so with some of the younger kids i think they'll get a little bigger um but i just i saw a lot of bodies being thrown around and our bodies being thrown on the ice uh pat maroon who the flyers had uh way back in the day he went to the st louis blues and won a stanley cup with them last year he's on the uh on the lightning now they call him big rig that's his nickname big rig 
The dude's probably as tall as me, but he probably has like 50 pounds on me. And he is out in the ice as to be an absolute gooner. The game got really chippy at one point, and he just twirled around the ice with his head must swivel, not looking for the puck, but looking for the next body to hit. And I don't know if the Flyers have, like, if, if somebody dropped their gloves, I don't know if the Flyers have a guy that can go toe to toe to somebody like that. On a good physical, like on a good scoring skilled team, they also have a heavy hitter like that and a forcer. So the Lightning, um, they're one of everybody's early picks for this. For the season, um, they they look hot. They're 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 really really good. And Vasilevsky is their goaltender, who's hot as anything right now. The amount of times that the stands, the fans were standing, uh, the standing ovation I think twice during the game. Vazzy, Vazzy. So anyway, good wow. experience. You missed it. You tore your hamstring, but they're back here in March. So yeah, they are back there in March. I, I, I no promises on that one. No promises. However, I do have you mentally prepared for a surprise visit, so just don't <laughs> forget about that. True. You d- all right? So for the listeners out there, Deaver, I texted him probably it's probably two months ago, maybe a month ago, and I was like, "Hey, bro, next time I'm coming to Florida, you're not gonna know when I'm coming." And he's like, "All right, like not a problem, dude. Like uh, it's literally not a problem." I'm like, "No, no, no. Like I'm gonna show up to the airport." You have gonna have no idea I'm there, and I'm gonna say, "Hey, I'm five minutes away from your house, like in an Uber," or or it was gonna be, "Hey, uh, I need you to come pick me up from the airport. Ubers are twenty bucks, and that's too expensive." <laughs> or it was gonna be, "Hey, Deaver, uh, I'm at the airport in Tampa. I need you to come pick me up. That tea time you had with Jim tomorrow needs to be changed to three people, not two." <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Let me know. Give me, that text. Let you know. give me that text tomorrow. Dude, give me that text tomorrow. Please give me that text tomorrow. Actually, don't give it tomorrow. I've got big meetings in the morning. But this weekend, give me that text. Yeah. So he's mentally prepared for it when it happens. He does have my location. So I can't stop sharing my location. Actually, you know what? If I stop sharing my location now, you'd never know. However, it's definitely suspicious. So you'd be kind of expecting it. So I'm going to, you can keep my location. Let's see how often you check it, creep. I just got vomited on by your words. <laughs> Next topic. Next topic. Next topic. Next topic. Next topic. Next topic. So, Deves, I know that we kind of briefly touched on flag football already. However, we are in the semifinals on Sunday. If we win, so we were the hungovers, my squad, um, all the boys. We were the four seed going into playoffs. Should have been a three seed. If we were the three seed, we'd have a little bit easier of a matchup in the semis. However, we are going up against the 8-0 Aquabirds, which, might I add, is the most hardo name for a winter flag football team name. Are you, like the Aquabirds, bro? Hardo? Yeah, it's so hardo. It's so try-hard, dude. No, Aquabirds is like the goofiest name I've ever heard of. How is Aquabirds terrifying? You go oh, and play so the Aquabirds? Say- you think Aquabirds was like a joke? I think it's goofy as anything. But if you saw these guys, you know that that's it's not a joke. If you came up and you played a team called the Destroyers that were eight no, like that's a hardo name. Like relax, guys. Like the Demolition. That's a stupid ass hardo name. So here's my here's my my counter. The Aquabirds. The, they're the Aquabirds. I picture, I picture like blue ducks, like light blue ducks. Right, like that's what you would picture, right? Oof. Dude, these guys have so when you sign up for the league, you pay seventy five bucks, whatever, and you get like a Gildan T shirt that says mm-hmm. "Play More Sports" on it, right? 
The Aquabirds have jerseys, like football tight jerseys. The shoulders have like Oregon duck wings on them. Like they actually mean the Aquabirds. Like, like they're, they're, dude, they're rent free in my fucking mind right now, dude. <laughs> they are it's so rent- funny to hear you talk. I mean, guys, it's, it's a, it's a adult recreational flag football league that I got to play in last weekend when I was back home, and it is, it is nothing like I, I expected. Like you kept every, every guy would text the day after. I am so sore. I am so beat. I'm so tired. Like jo- Justin and I had other plans for that Sunday after football. He's like, dude cancel them we can't do it that was the xfl game ready to go to you're like dude can't go it's it's football it's gonna take a while to recover i played the intensity that these has-beens play with unprecedented unmatched Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's insane bro so a lot of college flag football leagues are pretty hardo and they don't let you use your hands they make keep your hands behind your back no flag guarding no this no that dude this league the o-line and d-line is like a war zone man like you t- tell your story, you got hit in the face, right? Like it's a war zone. Yeah, <laughs> you got in the face. Yeah, I mean my first snap. So I was like getting reps on the sideline, like during warmups, just trying to like get in the in the mindset, like taking pass rushes from other people who were pass rushing against you know like Bryce. And uh, we went into the game, and on the first drive, I was playing defensive line, and the offensive lineman th- caught his hand up too high, which I don't know how you catch a hand up high on me. I mean you got to go six foot six inches up, catches a hand up high on me, and instead of like. Instead of being the guy that's like, hey, ref, like he, he hit me in the face. Like I immediately went back and just sent him one right in the face, too. Because like if you, we can play that way. We can play that way. I'd love to. Mm-hmm. If you want to. Mm-hmm. And then after the play, the guy was like, yo, man, did I get you? And I'm like, yeah, you got me. And he's like, my bad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got you, too, on purpose. <laughs> because you got me. Dude, right. shot me in the face. And then that, that set the tone for the rest of the game. Uh, we almost had a couple of fights. Like, dude, ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. Let's- but it was competitive. So this Aquabird team, the game ends, and we go to PJs to watch the uh, watch the XFL with the team. It reminded me of uh, what's it, the bench warmers where they go to Pizza Hut? Or no, 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 not bench warmers. Uh, well, yes, that, but also uh, I think Bad News Bears does the same thing. Bad News Bears. So they go to the Pizza Hut or whatever after the game. So we went to PJs after the game with the entire team, like huge long table. And all I keep hearing is about the Aquabirds, the Aquabirds. I've never played them. I played one game. I heard about them weeks prior. I heard about them this week. I hear about them on text all, all week long. I'm like, dude. Do you think the Aquabirds right now are are sitting at a bar or restaurant with their entire team just quivering over another flag football team? You they live rent free in your head, bro. Rent free. Dude, I cannot express to you how good this team is. They have like picture picture like legitimate football Oregon Ducks. I'm picturing Oregon but blue. Yeah. Oregon, they're purple, gray and lime green. Like it's just like Oh God, dude. And then they got, uh, they have their quarterback, the shiftiest guy I've ever seen in my life. Like, dude, I, I'm on the D line, right? Or the, yeah, the D line. And they have, well, one probably remember Warren Sapp from the game you played yeah. in last week. Yeah, literally it was like Warren Sapp, but actually really, really technically sound and like, <laughs> it, like not just brute force. Like he actually like, gets under your armpits and like shoves you, dude. I got treated like a voodoo doll, like, uh, like, Going up against that guy, man, he was so good. And then we sent Bryce Adam, we sent Johnny Adam, we sent Carter Adam. Dude, we sent all of our biggest guys at kitchen this lineman, sink. and he was dude. He was the kitchen sink. I mean, he no one, not even Bryce, could get by this guy, dude. No, you threw everybody but the kitchen sink at him. That's the expression. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. Whatever the expression is, I can't, dude. I'm just he throw was anything at this guy shoot a ballistic missile at this guy. He's gonna send it right back at you, dude. So anyway, so. If you do happen to get past this center, 
the quarterback just shifts right by you, dude. Like there is no, it's impossible. If you, yeah, if you got past them. If you got past the center. So I'm going to be there on Sunday rooting the squad on. Um, I, uh, if we win, we have the championship game and we beat both teams that are in the other, other matchup. So we'll see, man. We'll there see. The birds. Yeah, we shall see. It's kind of uh, like uh, 1980 Olympics. USA had to play Russia in the semifinals. A lot of people forget that. They played Russia in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the Soviet Union. Then they went on to win the gold. You're damn right, Sweden. You're damn right, Sweden. <laughs> damn Olympics. right, Sweden. <laughs> oh, brother, I love that. I love it. So, lasting topic of the podcast. Dude, you're, uh, you're a huge basketball guy. Give me your take on the, uh, the All-Star Game dunk contest festivities. No, didn't watch. So, didn't watch. However, did catch up. <laughs> did catch up. And um, what's his name? Gordon. Uh, he wasn't robbed. He he didn't deserve to win. He didn't deserve to win. You, the other guy. You really think so? The other guy. The other guy did enough to beat him. I, I genuinely believe that. So I watched the entire dunk contest. I what I saw from Derek Jones Jr. Although he had some fantastic dunks, I feel like they're so repetitive. They were very, very repetitive. A lot of them involved jumping very high, obviously, but then between the legs, between the legs, he did it almost every single dunk if you noticed. Couldn't really mix it up. Gordon had one of the best dunks I've seen, and the announcer said it too. Jimmy and I said it when we were watching live. One of the best dunks I've seen in a dunk contest in a really long time with the one that went off the backboard, on the, off the side of the backboard, and that uh, one hand, the one hand. Um, plus at the end, even though he did clip Taco at the end there when he jumped over Taco. I mean, Taco's what seven foot eight, dude. He had he had a great run. But did you hear about the controversy? Did you hear about the controversy at the end dunk contest? Fill me in. So the entire time I'm like, Jim, dude, these these, these judges are so soft. All they kept calling were fifties, fifty. That's a perfect score. There's five judges. They gave one out of ten. A fifty is a perfect, right? It was a fifty. It was a fifty. Even the, the preliminaries before the before the uh, the championship round. Big, big, big scores. Gets to the final, and they had to go to what? I think triple overtime. They did their first set of final dunks, 50s. Second set of final dunks, 50s. The third one came up, and uh, Jones Jr. went first, the guy from Miami. He nailed a 48, I think. They gave him 10, 10, 9, 9, 10. Apparently, there was a coup to have another 48 be scored, no matter what Gordon did. So Gordon goes up and dunks, and they go... 10, 10, 9, 9, 10. Dwayne Wade drops a 9, 47, minus three points. Derek Jones Jr. wins. But here's the coup. The, all the judges put something together in the beginning of that round saying that both scores are going to be the same no matter what. And they picked and choose who was going to pick 10s and 9s. Dwayne Wade sneaked one in knowing that a Miami Heat guy was going to win and picked 9 so that Aaron Gordon lost. I, I, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in on it. So totally people happy. are mad at Dwayne Wade, but I'm not mad at Dwayne Wade. I'm mad at the judges for having a coup to set the scores. Yeah, I mean. It's not Dwayne Wade's fault that he broke the system. It was rigged from the beginning. It's supposed to be their opinion on how good the dunk was from 1 to 10. Yeah. yeah people are that's... mad at Dwayne Wade. People are mad at Dwayne Wade because they said that it should have been a tie. They should have went to you know final sudden death, I'm pretty sure, which was a vote regardless. And... He broke it, but the problem in the beginning was that they were all picking and choosing who was going, you know, that it was going to be tied. Dude, so much stuff is rigged nowadays. Like, 
oh my god, it's frustrating as hell to hear this. Um, because people now, are just now so people are just so lost that, thinking uh, that it's it's Dwayne Wade's fault. Like, no, it's it's the whole panel's fault for like rigging the scores. Like, that's that's just BS. Especially when the entire day all they were given was fifty. So how does the last dunk of the night get forty eights and forty sevens? And now we're now we're stuck with never seeing Gordon in another slam dunk contest ever again. So, I mean, thanks, like, <laughs> thanks guys. Yeah, appreciate that. However, uh, from Bryce, the All Star Game turned out to be a pretty good game. Yeah, Jim and I were uh, were a little skeptical in the beginning, uh, but the new format this year—they played the first two quarters were um, they they re- they re- reset right so. First quarter had a winner. Second quarter had a winner. And then the, the second half decided the winner of the game. Um, and it lit up the second half. There were apparently some like some jawing that went on because these guys actually kind of don't like each other, which is yeah. which is nice. Um, I'm pretty sure Giannis threw an elbow at Harden late. Did yep. you see that? See that video? And then yep. that sparked this entire like kind of fire that, you know, sparked this fire in everybody uh, for the last, you know, 10 minutes of that game. Yeah, there was supposedly some beef between the two where Giannis said that he didn't want to pick Harden on his team because yeah. he wanted somebody that would actually pass the ball. And uh, this is a topic that we guarantee we'll talk about next week um, between Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and you know the other greats of the league. We have a hell of a discussion for you guys. But, uh, dude, Deeves, I, I'm telling you, man, I don't know. I just I don't like Harden. I'm taking Giannis's side strictly because I don't really like Harden that much. The game itself was was good. I mean, there was a clip posted. It was the last, I think, two minutes of the game. There was a clip posted on uh, on ESPN or SportsCenter's Instagram where it's like, oh, the last two minutes of this were fire. And even though like it was more competitive than an NBA All-Star game ever was, there was one point in the last two minutes where they went back and forth just bricking threes or bricking shots. I don't know if you noticed that same clip where like people are hyping it up like, wow, this is on fire. But like, no, they missed like, I don't think they shot like 30% in that entire segment right there. And they went down. There was no like, it was really who got the rebound, who he passed it to, how fast he could run before he pulled up and, and shot him on the run three mm. with two yes, minutes. Yes, oh. right, right, right. So right. Um, that's my uneducated—I get one stroke a podcast. Dude, one a, one a podcast, man. I seriously, I didn't want to say anything. You were this close to finishing out without one, honestly. Uneducated take on the NBA. And with that, <laughs> episode 29. <laughs> episode 29. Thank you, Kevin Curran, for coming on. Thank you, listeners, for chiming in. No free ads. Spotify. The premium. The premium music streaming service. The premium. High end. Not cheap. Better streaming platform. That's Apple Music. Thanks, everybody. All I want to fit. Air mags with the sauce. Feeling like shit. I can never take a loss. From rocks like that, got the drip all in my walk. Hey, oh shit, bright, really coming with a bop. Yeah, hit it, cause I'm making it, that really says a lot. I swear, y'all ain't gonna be talking with this ice, I'm gonna cop. Yeah, I said, this kid's really nice with the flow. Bad bitch, can't do it, drop it down, drop it low. Oh shit, this kid's really.